Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic and not but meeting ground rule. Here we go. Okay, dude, that is a tough one to say. And yeah. not but. Okay, we're going to explain that here in a couple of minutes because uh, it needs some explaining, frankly. But before we get into that, though, let's, you know, I think we need to remind folks about communication, right? It is by far the most frequent behavior we all engage in at work, right? Communication. Yeah, right. And for most of us, we don't even think about it. We just do it. And we were never taught right? We weren't taught how to communicate. We just learned it. Right. And we all learned it a different way. And the problem is I come to work communicating one way and you come to work communicating another way. And Wendy comes communicating another way. And this creates problems for us. Yeah. Wendy has that British way, which is a serious problem. I know. And you know, like 10% of the time I got to go, what? (laughs) What'd you say? What'd you say? What was that? Yeah. And, and, you know, and most of us, it's not that we only, that we learned it differently. That's part of it. But the fact is we learned it in an environment that wasn't professional. We learned it at home. Yeah, exactly. We learned it at home at a young age. And now we're in a different environment with a lot different rules and regulations. The professional environment we work in requires us to work in close proximity to other people. We bring our learned behaviors. They bring theirs, as you say, what's different and creates conflict. I mean, I'm recording this in the Chicago O'Hare Hilton one evening and today, I, we just did a, uh, uh, Danny Martin and I just did an effective communications conference. And I said to everybody at the end of the day today, before I got on the plane, I said, guys, this is the single, as you said, this is the single most frequent behavior you engage in. You know, we did the effective managers conference because that's what people want. Tell, tell me how to manage my people. I don't know how. Nobody taught me. The second conference we're doing effective communication is because it's the single most frequent thing you do. Right. And if you get one or two or three percent better and and all it is is concerted effort. That's all it is. It's not rocket science. It's not complex. Once you understand the basic principles at work, if you get one or two or three percent better at the thing you do most frequently, that'll make a difference at work. Simple as that. I, I think actually it's part of the reason why people revere or certainly notice public speaking skills, because they know it's part of the larger bushel, if you will, or passel of skills that we call uh, communication. And being a little bit better at it is very, very effective. Simple as that. No doubt about it. So today we're going to talk about changing our behavior around one little thing. And that's using and, the word and, rather than but. Yeah, look, I've noticed it for the last 20 years. The tendency of people, when we disagree, okay, to highlight the disagreement, to say, Mike thinks X, but I think Y. The very but implies that the first part of the sentence is not as important. And the second part, it says we're in conflict. It doesn't say we have two ideas. It says we're in conflict. And I think for a lot of managers, they have to realize that if you want to be an effective executive, you're going to have to collaborate at senior levels. And if you don't learn how to minimize some of your differences. Look, we all, we're all going to have differences. Different points of view are good at the negotiating table, at the meeting table, at the discussion table, at the brainstorming table, which at the strategic discussion table, it doesn't matter. But if every time we have, and there, there I go with, but 
if every time we have differing ideas, we make clear that they're different, when everybody will know anyway, all we're doing is exacerbating problems in our relationships rather than seeking agreement. And look, if, if you always make it about but, you're going to lose a lot. And I think too many managers and too many individual contributors, I know I did when I was 22, 23, 24, I said stupid things like, I don't need to play politics, right? I'll just be better than everybody else. Well, it's not that easy. You know, it's just not that easy. So we need to engage in behaviors, and this is one of a man versus but. So, and we want to take a really simplistic approach to it. And it occurred to me a couple of years ago, this is a way you can, you can teach everybody on your team how to change their communication behavior and reduce their conflict with everybody else they work with in a notable way with one concerted effort. And it is simply our first point, setting a ground rule for the meetings that you run that there will be no buts tolerated, no use of the word but. And you see what happens, right? Rather than trying to teach each individual person on your team, you make it a meeting ground rule. People learn it in your meetings and that'll change their behavior outside of meetings, okay? And we have two points we want to make after that. One is that the word and can always replace the word but, and it reduces the conflict that's implied. Further, you could easily turn that compound sentence, Mike thinks X, but I think Y, into two sentences with a period in between them. Mike thinks X, I think Y. And it's actually, in many cases, better writing and sometimes better speaking as well. And then, if, for those of you who think there may be some conflict or some difficulty, we understand that. And so we have a fourth point that, that I've done before and i found works very effectively is institute small fines as a way to teach your team without, without making even more obvious the difficulty or the challenge or the mistake that somebody made. And say, look, if you make a mistake, it's going to cost you a quarter. It's going to cost you a nickel. It's going to cost you a dime. Yeah, make it a little fun. Yeah, a little bit of fun. And then everybody gets a drink or a cup of coffee when you've got 20 bucks in there because people have been saying, but like crazy. There you go. Now, before we talk about the rule itself, let's just remind folks, if you're running meetings, the managed tools, effective meetings way, then you've set ground rules before. And frankly, if you haven't, or you don't know what ground rules are in a meeting, then you need to check out our podcast on effective meetings because you'll, you'll find some there that are very terribly effective. Yeah. And once you've gone through the effective meeting protocol, adding this ground rule when you're setting them up, or you can wait until everyone sees the, the value of ground rules, but, but, but setting this additional ground rule up will have great effects. And, and right. the ground rule we're talking about here, again, is setting a ground rule for all meetings, no buts. Right. You cannot use the word but. Yeah. Now, look, we could, we could go into a half-hour dissertation about grammar and so on, which we'll touch on briefly. But look, let's just make it simple. Let's make it manager tools, brain dead simple here, right? It needs to be simple for you and I, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, particularly for me. <laughs> if it's stupid but it works, it's the not stupid. <laughs> right. So basically what we're suggesting you do is if you do have ground rules at your meetings, we suggest that, and you've already been using ground rules at your meetings, you just open up your next meeting and say, hey, folks, I'm the manager. These are my meetings, and we're going to add a new ground rule to all of our meetings. Uh, you could do it in the beginning if you haven't started using ground rules and add this ground rule. Although I tell you, I, I wouldn't have any problem with somebody waiting just because the other ground rules are much more about operations of the meeting as opposed to vocabulary. But basically, at your next meeting, if you're already doing it, you announce a new ground rule and you call it the no buts rule. And again, rather than explain it to you, why don't we just tell them what we're going to, what we recommend they would say to their team? Now, for those of you who have an individual license, of course, you can, you can just 
download the show notes and read this if you like, or edit it if you like, and then, and then read it to everybody. And it would sound like this. If it was my meeting and it was my team, I'd say, hey, folks, I'm, I'm adding a new ground rule to our ground rules list, and it's called the no buts rule. It's really simple. The use of the word but is now specifically prohibited in our meetings. Okay? But, with quotes around it, I'm doing a Joey Air Quotes thing right now. But is a word that we all use. And this, is, this rule, no buts, is going to be hard at first. We don't even realize we're saying the word but until somebody points it out. Right? It's as bad as Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the Knights of Knee. He said it. He said it again. And of course, the word they're not supposed to say is it. The ground rule is, is when someone does unit, use it, the word but, and you hear it, the word but, there I go with it, <laughs> you point it out to the person. You politely interrupt them or interject. You don't have to actually get them to stop talking. And you can say, you said but. And look, to be clear, if I say the word but, guys, in the meeting that I run, I'm not exempt. Please do the same to me. Say, hey, Mark, you said but. And ask the person to rephrase what they said. And there are several ways they can do that, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Look, guys, the point here is that when we do use the word but, we actually separate ourselves from one another. Everybody can tell when you want to make a different point or disagree with somebody or to challenge somebody, everybody can tell just by your statements that you're doing so, that there's a difference or a disagreement or a bit of a misunderstanding or whatever between you and another person. We don't need to make it worse by using the word but to make it not just crystal clear, but to highlight the fact that we're not in agreement. Because look, it's okay to disagree. Gosh, if all of us agree on everything, I don't need the rest of you on the team other than as a, pair, a bunch of pair of hands, which wouldn't be much fun for your brains, right? It's okay to disagree here. I want you guys to bring different ideas to the table. But let's not revel in it. And let's not revel in it, okay? Let's not make this team about our disagreements by every time we have a differing point of view or we disagree saying, but. Because what that does is it increases the tension. The person who states their viewpoint is viewpoint A, and then somebody else speaks up and says, well, what that person said, A, might be true, but I think B, all you're doing is saying, I don't think you're right. And so that, that's the kind of announcement we would recommend you make. Really simple. really direct. You don't have to give them really complex rules to implement. Just say, point it out. If, if somebody says, but, point it out and ask them to rephrase. And then now we want to give you a couple of ways to rephrase. Okay. Now, our second point that and, the word and, can always replace the word but. Now, is that true? I mean, really? I mean, I mean they're two different words. So how can, how can that be true? Yeah, I, I totally made it up. It's not true. I just <laughs> just decided I'd be grammar dude for a day. I'm sure not. Now, me on Fogarty, who does grammar, are all probably like, horseman, you can't be grammar dude. You can't um, be grammar dude. I'm coming after sued, you. Right? I'm coming after you. Grammar dude. <laughs> it would be grammar dude, that, you know, I would be the dude abides, right? Look, it's simple. I, I'll probably be corrected, but I think in general, it's fair to say what I remember from my school age grammar is that and, the word and, and the word but are both parts of speech that are called conjunctions. Conjunctions are just words that are used to connect other words or group of words, right? But, the word but says these things are different. But really does say that, okay? 
when used with the right intonation, frankly, it screams that. I can't tell you the number of times people have at conferences raised their hands and said something like, well, Mark, and I know where they're going. They're going to say some, some trite little restatement of what I just said. Well, Mark, in principle, what you're saying is right. And then you know what's coming next, but, which is to say, I think you're an idiot, Mark. I think I'm right. And oftentimes what I do, if I feel the person is particularly uh, um, just grandstanding, well, Mark, you know, you say this, but I think that. And I'll look at him for a second and I'll say, okay, great. Is there a question here somewhere? You know, and people do it. They use the word but. It's, it's not a weapon. I wouldn't call it a weapon, but it is a highlighter of differences. And I just have to say, there's enough conflict. You know, my dad told me the definition of conflict is two human beings in the same county. We got enough conflict in the office building with 50 guys, 50 people in it. We don't need to highlight our disagreements because we're going to disagree legitimately and fairly without highlighting them so often. Highlighting every single one does not help us gel or work together as a team. You know, there's, there's that old saw that the word but actually secretly stands for the acronym, behold the underlying truth, meaning I'm going to say Mark says X, or Mike would say Mark just says X, but I believe Y. And what you're saying is but is the first thing I said is irrelevant. Just ignore it. I have to say it in order to make you feel like I heard your idea. And frankly, your idea is wrong because I'm now going to say what really is in fact the underlying truth. But look, guys. The reason you can use and rather than but, in part grammatically because they're both conjunctions, is most people can figure it out without that word but trying to scream out the difference. Most people, if you use a compound sentence, and that's what we do when we say, I think X but Mike thinks Y, that's a compound sentence with a comma and a conjunction in the middle of it, okay? Comma but. So look, consider this example. We were going to buy the copier, but it cost too much. And there's a comma in there. That's why I gave a little extra pause there, folks. You're probably thinking, well, that's a perfect use of the conjunction, but I mean, most of you are hearing that and going, okay, why wouldn't I say it that way? That tells everybody very clearly, hey, that but there says you need to know something's coming that is not what you expect, but actually is an alert. It's, hey, beware. It's heighten your senses. It's we have conflict here. There's drama about to happen. But listen, you could think of that completely differently. Here's that sentence again, altered. We were going to buy the copier, and it cost too much. Now look, you can't argue. There's no question there about what the message is. You know exactly what happened. They were going to buy the copier. They didn't buy the copier. And the issue was the price. Okay? And can always replace the word but, the word and can always replace the word but as a conjunction because and is the simplest conjunction and but simply implies something more complex and unfortunately in human interaction, something a little bit more nefarious, a little bit more divisive. On the other side of that coin though, but, you can't use the word but to always replace and. And the point of that is, is that but is a special, it has more special usage or meaning than and. And is more generic. It does less in the sentence. 
And the fact is, if the two ideas are opposed to one another, there's probably not a person dumb enough at the meeting or in the room or in the session that you're having that can't understand the two ideas. They can't do their own logic or math on the two ideas to compare them, but specializes in pointing out the divergence and simply says, these are two ideas. And you allow people to draw their own conclusions. That's why, because but is more specialized, we can't say that but always can replace and. Think of this. We were going to buy the copier and we had the money versus we were going to buy the copier, but we had the money. I mean, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. And so the point here grammatically is we can simply, correctly, substitute the word and for the word but in every single usage. And again, I I know there are people who are listening going, well, Mark, but is more precise a word because it makes clear that these two ideas are different. I got to tell you something, folks, and this is not in the show notes. I got to tell you, I'm calling you out on this. It does not make the, the, the distinction more, it doesn't make it more clear. It only makes it more stark. Okay. If you give a compound sentence with the word and in the middle of it, and the two ideas that the word and connects are different, people are going to know they're different. When you say but, when you want to hold on to that but because you think it's somehow more special, more precise, all you're doing is saying, I want to highlight the difference. But you're, you're basically shoving it in the faces of other people. And what you're doing is you're, you're, just, you're just kind of taking a file, a rasp, and just rubbing it across everybody in, in the meeting room saying, you're not smart enough to be able to tell these two ideas have a dichotomy, so I'm going to make it clear. And by the way, I'm going to make the dichotomy more than just dichotomy. I'm going to make it a disagreement. That's the point, right? It's, yeah. The, the, what but does is it takes the focus away from the ideas Yes. It creates the primary focus on the fact that they are different. I've been talking for 15 minutes and you just said exactly right. It takes the focus away from the ideas. Exactly right. Well said. Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Uh, it, just dude, summarize. You rock. You totally rock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So look, the point is you can simply substitute and for but. And so let's continue that little, the little introduction of the ground rule that we started at the beginning of the cast. Here's how it might sound to continue your your ground rule discussion and adding it to your ground rules list. So you would continue by saying, folks, instead of using but, I recommend we simply substitute the word and in its place. Folks, consider this simple example. And mind you, folks, I'm going to repeat the example I just did, but now I'm in, I'm in the moment of talking to my team. So consider this simple example, guys. We were going to buy the copier, but it cost too much. You're probably thinking, well, that's a perfect use of the conjunction, but it tells everyone clearly, hey, you need to know something's coming here. It's not what you expect. It's an alert. It's a highlighter. Think again. But let's look at that sentence differently. And let's look at that sentence differently. We'll alter it. We were going to buy the copier and it cost too much. Again, there's no question there about the message that's happening. It's two ideas connected by a conjunction. You know what happened. They didn't buy the copier. They were going to, and they didn't, because it cost too much. And because doesn't have to be but, it can be and. I'll give you another example, because I know some of you are going, well, that's an overly simplistic answer. Let's make it harder. More about work. Consider this. John thinks the budget can be reduced, but I disagree. 
Now, this to me is a great example where one might very well reasonably want to make a distinction, a difference between two people in the room, obvious, right? We disagree about whether or not we can reduce the budget. Budgets are already emotionally charged, politically charged documents, so why wouldn't we want to highlight differences? But, the word but, though, makes that disagreement more stark. It makes it almost emotional, as opposed to just two ideas that are different in some way. As you said, Mike, it's not about the ideas anymore when you interject the word but in there. Now, this statement is about us. It's about a wedge between you and I. And what's funny is, I don't feel there's a wedge between you and I, Mike, when we disagree on something. There's no wedge. But if we start throwing around the word but, I say something, you say but this, and I say something else, and you say but that, now I feel like there's a wedge in there. Yeah, now we're in conflict, right? Now we're not talking yeah, exactly. about ideas. Now we're in conflict. Yeah. It's, about, it's about who's right versus the ideas. Now we're arguing, and I'm saying a point, and you're, you're stating a counterpoint always with the but to defend your point of view. It's not about the two ideas anymore. So let's, let's consider this. Let's change it. John thinks the budget can be reduced, and I disagree. That not only makes the point that we don't agree with John, but frankly, I think saying it with and honors both sides of the argument. And folks, look, if you're going to be an executive, you better be willing to honor the other side of that argument. Now, look, I'm not saying there aren't times when you're going to fall on your sword. Okay, good for you. But guys, when I say fall on your sword, it's not a figure of speech. Well, actually it is, but it's designed to be very vivid. You only get to fall on your sword once. Right, And if you think as an executive you're not going to play any politics and you're going to go around falling on your sword, somebody's going to call your bluff, you're going to fall on your sword, and it's going to be all done. Right? So I would rather have a disagreement with Mike where I can honor both sides of the argument. What did Fitzgerald say, right? The, the true sign of a genius mind is to hold two competing ideas into one's mind at the same time. I know I butchered that quote, guys. I'm sorry. But the point is there. And the point is there. Right? You can honor both sides of the argument while still not agreeing on a principle associated with it. And look, let's take this further, guys. Let me just let me just call you out a little bit more. And, and by the way, I, I feel bad. I shouldn't say call you guys out because I, I sh- I'd be calling out my younger self 25 years ago when I would say, but, 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 right? Folks, we do not even need to talk about the word however, I mean, I've actually correct people at a conference. Mike, you've been there. Some guy in the front row says, well, Mark, and you know that's what he, you know, he's this arrogant, sort of disdainful, Mark, I'm going to repeat what you said, even though everybody knows it's idiotic. I mean, I paid <laughs> to hear it, but it's idiotic. Right. And then I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna, then I'm going to ask you to behold the underlying truth. Well, Mark, yes, you say that, but this. And I said, hey, listen, there's not a question in there. Can you say that without but? Because it's okay that we disagree. It's no problem. And he says, okay. You say this, Mark, however, and they say it in a very supercilious tone, it's just like, really? Let let me just kill you now, right? (laughs) Saying the word however is putting a wolf in sheep's clothing, and you're trying to sound erudite? Are you trying to sound smarter than somebody else? Which, by the way, if you go around not playing politics, and you want to point out differences, and you want to be smarter, and you want to be righter than everybody else, you ain't making any friends, my friend. However, is almost worse than but. And if you use the word and, and says there are two different ideas here, just want you to know. Okay. Actually, and says there are two ideas here. I'll let you draw the conclusion. It's going to be pretty obvious there are two different ideas. 
but says there are two different ideas, one of which, mine, is better. However, the word however says, there are two different ideas here, mine is better, and in part, it's because I'm smarter than you. (laughs) That works well. Yeah, I mean, you're just going around making friends all the time. That won't work if you want to be an effective manager because it's all about people, folks, and more communication is better. You go around poking your finger in your eye and say, see, I told you I was right. And so, yep, that makes me wrong. And I don't like hanging around you because I don't like feeling wrong all the time. And look, folks, same principle applies to the word though, as if you think that could, (laughs) that's a different conjunction that will work. We're going to clear that up right now. Same thing as however, it doesn't work. And, you know, you hear all these words that people want to highlight the divisiveness. You say to yourself, you know, I wonder why we can't all get along. It's partially because of our communication styles. It's because our skills, are we haven't honed our skills. We think it's okay to say, but it's a small thing. And the changing of it will improve your performance in your team. And it will carry on outside of the meeting as well. There's another way you mentioned besides using and instead of but. And that's simply... Put a period in there, no comma, no conjunction, two different sentences, two different thoughts. This is actually, I would say for writing, it's my favorite because writing and commas, commas are generally antithetical to good writing. There there are needs for commas, don't get me wrong, okay? Nothing wrong at all with commas, but most people have far too many of them. I like using and versus but in speech, what we just talked about, because when you use and versus but in speech, it catches people. And if, if everybody else is using but and you don't, you know, the word but is a conjunction when you're, when you're contrasting two ideas and you're the one using and, people will notice it and people will say, that's pretty smooth. He's not creating dissension. He's not pointing out or a difference. He's just saying there are two ideas here and I'll let you draw your own conclusions. People love that. But when it comes to writing, I prefer this one about two sentences, period, no comma. That said, it also works brilliantly in speech too. So what you do is you just eliminate commas and then the and or but. The conjunction comes because of the comma. And the examples we've been using here are uses of the word but or the the word and after a comma where two ideas or phrases have been put together into a compound sentence. And so we just use the good writing trick of not saying or not writing a compound sentence. You eliminate that comma, you put a period where it was, and you start this next sentence without any conjunction at all. Or if you're going to start it with a conjunction, you could put and, but I would recommend you just delete it. So for instance, you could say, we were going to buy the copier. It cost too much. Again, that's actually probably better writing and speaking. Uh, Some people would argue, but then we're getting into people's personal opinions. Short sentences with less commas are almost always more clear. John thinks the budget can be reduced. I disagree. Now, if some of you have problems with the word with the phrase I disagree, and some of you I's and S's might, you could say, John thinks the buzz- budget can be reduced. I see it differently. That's a little less strong. Disagreement is a stronger word than differences. There's all kinds of ways. We're, we're touching on the, the most likely ones, the easiest ones to teach. But there are all kinds of ways to make small changes in the way we communicate with one another that will help. And the reason this is a manager tools cast is a great way to roll this out, to promulgate this in your team, is to make it a meeting ground rule, to have people change their behavior within the confines of a, a controlled structural entity, the meeting. And then, again, it'll leak out of the meeting and people will become slightly more political and slightly smarter and a little bit more harmonious because 
we're asking them to change their behavior and they're going to want to do it outside the meeting as well. Now we're asking people to change their behavior and that's not always easy. People sometimes get defensive, they own their behaviors and sometimes they don't own their behaviors. That's a different Yeah, that's right. So how do we lighten it up a little bit? We're going to institute this new ground rule. How do we lighten it up? Make it a little fun. Yeah, I don't don't use too many emoticons in our show notes, but in these (laughs) show notes, I actually put an emoticon, a little smiley face in there. It offended my high D sensibilities, but my high I loved it. I bet it was hard. I bet you really had It was, it was. But it makes me feel good in some weird part of my brain. Using fines, small fines, to make a joke of it, having a fine, a tip jar, if you will, to make behavior changes in a meeting, I've used it. And it works. And it's surprisingly, as long as you keep it lighthearted and people aren't fighting over how much it is, I know that it's often used to help people stop cursing. I know Marshall Goldsmith struggles with this, and he put a tip jar in his in his meeting room one day, and he was filling it up pretty quickly. And he figured out, man, I better change my behavior. I won't be able to eat lunch today. So you institute a fine. Frankly, some folks' use of phrases or parts of speech are so deeply ingrained that they're going to argue that they really didn't do that. I did not say but. Or they're going to get easily irritated at being corrected. And so you as a manager are going to have to say, no, I heard it too, Bob. You're going to have to put in a nickel or dime or a quarter. Nothing noteworthy. Uh, frankly, in the U.S. right now, a dollar is too much. Because if a guy makes five mistakes because he's just got it ingrained and he's that guy who's a little bit confrontationally, he's a high D or a high C, for instance, he's going to end up with five bucks, which is enough to have a, a latte or two lattes or, hey, even better, three grande coffees and a venti cup with a lot of half and half. But just a small fine that people can realize boy, we put in five bucks in the first week, and in the second week, we only put in two. And in the third week, I don't think we got but 50 cents in there. We're essentially weaning ourselves off of the habit. And the great thing also about using this as a ground rule, the ground rule stays after the habits go. So if somebody slips back in it, you'll know it immediately. And what'll be really great is the ground rule will carry on outside the meeting, as I've mentioned, and somebody will be in a little sidebar between two friends at a cube, and somebody will say, yeah, I thought that, but then I didn't think this. And two other people will go, you said but. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody will roll their eyes. But that'll, that's, a, that's a polite way to help people change their behavior. Again, it's communication. It's the most frequent behavior we gauge in, and it helps. And that's it. It's amazing how such simple things can really improve the tone of a conversation in a meeting. It, it's yeah. amazing. If you have any doubts, just try it. Just try it once or twice and you'll see it works. Yeah. So look, set a ground rule. The ground rule is no buts. We've, we've walked you through what to say. The script, of course, is in your individual license documents and can always replace but grammatically. So just switch to and or get rid of the conjunction and the comma entirely and deliver two sentences and then try some fines to lighten things up. You know, we're not really big on role power here at Manager Tools. But ground rules, which help people communicate more effectively in a subtle way, is a really brilliant use and a, a light use of your role power. Your team, if it's like so many teams I've been with, is using the word but as a way of making disagreements bigger. They're using but to highlight the tension, whether they want to admit it or not. And you don't need the tension highlighted. Everybody knows when there's tension. Highlighted tension becomes drama. No manager likes drama. The best managers are undramatic, unsexy, unpretty. They're boring. And this is a simple thing to change. And you can lead the way. Look, folks, it's always okay to have two competing ideas in a room. It's even good to have two competing ideas in a room. But ideas can compete without fighting or without exacerbating our disagreements. 
Piece of cake. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. All right, we'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.